You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ware, here with my lovely other half, Dr. Jess. Hey, hey, it's 2022. It is. (laughs) We're hanging in. Surviving. How are your New Year's resolutions going? Last week, we talked about different resolutions for couples, and you talked a little bit about your plans for the year. Uh, What's on your mind? Yeah, my resolutions are going reasonably well. (laughs) ask me again next week. Well, you're working out. That was sort of one of your resolutions. Yeah, just to maintain physical activity every single day and to also read a little bit more. So I've definitely checked both those boxes so far. What are you reading? (laughs) You really want to know? I've been reading up more on on NFTs and decentralized finance. (laughs) Okay. In the basement. In the, in the basement with with my with my hoodie on and the lights off. No, it's actually really interesting stuff. There's really interesting stuff happening in that field. I know that it was, you know, I know that it's still on the margins in some ways. I know that it's a specific group that's involved in it <laughs> primarily. Okay. What have you learned? Any like uh, pearls of I, wisdom? I still don't know. I still don't know. No. I've been I've been reading up for about ten months on it and I'd like to give a shout out to a couple of good friends of ours who kind of introduced us to it. And so that you know, I still don't know what I'm doing. Every time I transfer money around, I'm afraid I've lost it. I I watched a video of like a four-year-old girl, uh, maybe three-year-old, explaining what blockchain is. And she built it with little wooden blocks. And I was like, okay, this makes a little more sense. Blockchain makes sense. Some of the tokens that some of the altcoins that I've been looking at, it's the Wild West. Like Dogecoin? That's not, that's just the tip of the iceberg, man. When you start digging into what some of these coins are, it's, I have no idea what's going on. All right. I feel like we need to move away yes, from this. Yes, we should continue. Gonna... So yeah, New Year's resolutions on point. We're good. You're reading, you're and, exercising. I want to brag. And how about you? Well, I have been exercising a little. Yeah. I, it is, I think we're, we're recording 12 days in to the new year. It's January 12th today. And I've done more workouts this year in 2022, this is sad, than I did in 2021. And I don't know how many I've done, probably like eight or something like that. And they're short. Like I can't do a long workout. I can do a five to 10 minute one. Do you want to tell everyone what you do while you work out? I'm watching HBO Max's The Sex Lives of College Girls. I love it. You don't even know how much time you have left with a particular exercise. You're just doing what you're doing with... HBO playing in the background. Yeah, it's an interesting show. So the Sex Live, I think it's called the Sex Lives of College Girls, and uh, yeah, it's it's Mindy Kaling is involved in the oh, project. Okay. Yeah, so it's I think it's kind of interesting. I think it's definitely a more diverse cast. They've definitely looked at defying some stereotypes around gender and sexual orientation and ability and race and it. it I mean, it's still mostly one type of body on there and I'm certain I'm certain you know there there could certainly be criticisms and it's opportunities for growth but I'm you know as I do my eight push-ups per workout <laughs> I'm enjoying <laughs> enjoying the show and um, it's kind of cool that we've been making the time at least for me to do a little exercise because I need movement man like I really miss it and at the end of last year actually I started playing sports again, right? I got to play ultimate frisbee because, you know, the caseloads were fairly low and I was I was so into it. Like I think one day I got to play five games at a tournament. I think that must have been in December. And then, you know, everything hit the fan Omicron and they shut came. Yeah, everything sh- is shut down um, for folks who don't know in Toronto, like there are no organized sports. Um restaurants are closed, schools are closed, so we're we're back to 
but it's getting better. I think we're we're kind of on the precipice, and uh, I guess the cases are going to drop off soon. So I'm going to get back to playing sports. I'd, I would rather never work out. Like I have no interest in doing a push-up or doing a class. And I, <laughs> just also working out is not a push-up. I did a push-up yesterday. <laughs> You're like, oh, I just did a push-up. I worked out. I I'm do, done. Some people do them on their feet. Some people do them on their knees. I do them on my stomach. <laughs> like I do my push-ups on my back. I lift from the belly button up. <laughs> All right. Um, we, we're doing something interesting today. We will be talking about time. So... I am teaching a program with Coach Sonia on 30 Days to Master Your Relationships, and you've probably heard me talk about it. And tonight we're covering communication. And in this communication session, we're covering styles of communication. Um, we're covering some of the roadblocks to communication. We're going to look at like what triggers people, and then we're going to go through a bunch of communication exercises as well as some essential conversations for couples. So we've done this in lots of different workshops before, and one of the eight core conversations revolves around time, how we feel about time, how we spend our time, how the ways in which we spend our time communicate messaging to to our partners, to other people around us. And so I thought you and I could maybe go through the activity, like a mini version of the exercise. Um, you know, time is, you know. I just, you know, I don't have time. <laughs> oh, <my> God, <laughs> oh yes. Um, you know, time is supposed to be our most precious commodity. And I think we all talk about how busy we are. Like you, you, I think used to wear, wear busy as a badge of honor, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And years ago, I stopped doing that because I think we had this communication where the idea of being super busy didn't mean, d doesn't equate to success, doesn't equate to happiness. It was just something that I had always been told you needed to do to be productive, be busy. Well, and it's interesting because I, I love being busy. Like, I don't really see it as a badge of honor. I definitely don't think it denotes success because I'm not busy doing <laughs> things related to success necessarily. But I like movement. I like, like, you know me, I like a little frenetic energy. I like being all over the place. Um, it's my comfort zone. But the way you invest your time really depends on your personality. I think some people need more alone time. Others want more time with friends. Um, for some of us, we're really absorbed by our work and love our work and other people work to live, uh, you know, in relationships kids can change everything. I, I think cultural, family, personal values all kind of play a role. And they, they vary so much from person to person, from family to family. And so I think we just need to talk about expectations in an open-ended way, right? I think relationships don't work out when your expectations are different than your partner's or you can't find common ground. And I do believe that in, you know, many relationships, you can find this common ground if you start talking about issues before those issues erode away at your connection, before those issues build into resentment and before you allow them to kind of eclipse all the positive feelings you share. Now, if it's too late, if you feel it's too late, um, I don't think it's too, too late. I think that if you're already feeling tension, if you're already feeling resentment, there are things you can do about that. And we actually did a previous episode recently on how to let go of resentment. Uh, but what I want to do today is do this kind of open-ended discussion on what time means to us and how we spend it and what quality time means. Uh, before we dive into the conversation, want to shout out our sponsor this week, adamandeve.com. They sell all the sexy stuff under the sun, vibrators, dildos, penis rings, lingerie, fetish wear, all that fun stuff. And you can save a big amount, actually, 50% off almost any item, plus free shipping and a bunch of free goodies with code Dr. Jess. So if your new year involves, I don't know, new sex 
exploits or new discoveries around vibes, um, definitely, or maybe you just want new lingerie, new underwear, check it out, adamandeve.com, code Dr. Jess. Uh, it's funny, I was, I was reading something, I was just thinking about underwear. I saw this list on Instagram on like things you should have and things you should get rid of. And I think it was Tom Ford. Is he the one who's a little bit of a, uh? I'm not sure. I think it was Tom Ford and he said that you shouldn't keep your socks or underwear more than six months. And I was like, dude, come on. Does he mean, I mean maybe if... wash them after six months? <laughs> <laughs> if you've only got three pairs and you're going through them, you know, twice a week, then maybe six months is your cutoff. Oh, I wish I saved this post. Sorry, I totally digressed there, but I was like, so irritated <laughs> like... by the whole post because there was this list of things that you must do and you must have. It was like, you have to have this suit and these shoes and you should have lace-up shoes and loafers. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't think everybody can have all these things. I definitely don't throw my socks or underwear out after six months. No, neither do I. I do like their suits though. Okay. Okay. The Tom Ford suits Maybe are nice. I'm a jerk and I'm misquoting the guy, so it might have been a different name. You know, I'm awful with designers. I just thought of it when I was thinking about new lingerie because I'm like, yes, invest in new lingerie. Check out adamandeve.com, <laughs> but please don't feel you have to toss it after six months. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Okay, so with that out of the way, let's talk about this time discussion. So what I have is a set of prompts for you to reflect on your own or discuss with a partner what time means to you and it is uh it is tailored at couples at people in relationships but interestingly i think a lot of close friends can also use this exercise because some of us spend a lot of time with our close friends and time can become an issue with friends like i know throughout the pandemic i saw some shifts with my friends where we were spending like a ton of time together and then for different reasons we'd spend time apart um, and I think those are things that could be useful to talk about. So I think what I'll do is um, read through the questions and then we can discuss them a little ourselves because we haven't do done this. All right. So considering a regular work week, how much time do you like to spend alone and why? All right. How much time do you like to spend alone and why? How much time do you want to spend with friends? And I always want to get into the why, not just the what. So why is spending time with friends important to you? How much time do you want to spend with family? Who is your family? Why is time with family important to you? Are you happy with the amount of time we spend together? Would you like more or less? And I know that's a bit of a difficult discussion, but again, if we can dig into our why, I think we can have a more meaningful and fruitful and less perhaps intense conversation. Would you like to spend our time together differently? Right? So how do you define quality time? What benefits do you attach to spending time apart? Because there is so much value. And in previous podcasts, I've talked about this a lot, all the value of spending time apart. What do you see as an impediment to spending quality time together? And how can we address this? What change can we make today or this week to improve the quality of the time we spend together? How did your family or loved ones spend time together growing up? Because a lot of this is rooted in, you know, our childhood values, family values, cultural values. Uh, what might you change if you could do it again? Again, what is your definition of quality time? I might have said that before. Do you have any experiences with quality time, lack of time, or time apart in previous or other relationships that might help me to understand how you feel about how we allocate time together and apart? So that's sort of digging into triggers 
right? So like if you don't want to spend, for example, your Saturday night with me, am I telling myself a story about what Saturday night means, right? Okay, well then I'm not his top pick, right? I might, if I'm telling myself that story, we need to talk about that and where that's rooted and where it comes from. So uh, these questions will be posted in the show notes. Head on over to sexwithdrjess.com on the podcast page if you want to get a handout. Uh, and so maybe we could start with a few of these. I feel out, out of breath just going through them. Uh, how much time do you like to spend alone, babe? I <laughs> kind of tongue-tied already. As a percentage or just on a, on a daily basis? Whatever works for you. Um, I, I think on a daily basis, I like to spend more time alone than I think I I realize mm -hmm. I enjoy um, just having the quiet. And, so anyway, to answer your question, I'm thinking maybe an hour, hour and a half a day of my waking time, like when, like just on my own. Okay. Does the bathroom count? <laughs> <laughs> in which case, actually, I'm not one of those spend a lot of time in the bathroom people. No, it's an efficiency thing. I, yeah. I'm all about, you know, whether any bathing, it's like, just be done as quickly as you can. But that's me. Um, how about you? How much Do you time... wash your legs? Of course I wash my legs. No, some people don't wash their legs. Oh, sorry. I just I thought that was a question. Like I have dirty legs or no, something. No, no, no. No, I wash my legs for sure. So maybe we should talk about the qualitative part because it's interesting that you came back with 1.5 hours 1. a day. 1.90 minutes. Cause, exactly. Because I would never be able to come up with a hard number. So I think the qualitative side, like what, what do you value about time alone? Why do you like time alone? What does it feel like for you? Time alone is calm. It's, um, it's collected. It gives me a chance to reflect, you know, whether it's about whatever I have to do that day or just even read. I think that it gives me time to, to organize my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that. And I bet it's quiet. <laughs> it is quiet. I mean, if I didn't have work and we were spending our time together, I, like, like a typical, like a, just a Saturday or a Sunday or a day off, I'd, push that percentage higher. I'd say I want to spend more time alone. And that's not because I don't really enjoy our time. But if we had 12, 14, 16 hours uh, stint together, I'd want to carve out some time for myself. I like to work out on my own. I like, I thought that I don't enjoy working out with you, but Hang on, you've been working been, me out for eight our, days. Our eight minute workouts <laughs> have been great. Uh, I did the push up. <laughs> I did, I did done. My belly done. button push up. <laughs> but so it kind of depends on the day, but a typical day where I, I have work to do, I like to spend an hour, hour and a half, like on my own. How about you? How much time? Because you're a social butterfly. I'm a social butterfly, but I actually love being alone. Like I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that you were out for the night and I was so excited to be in the house alone. I love doing things on my own. Like I love eating alone because I don't have to talk to anyone. I love pouring myself a glass of wine and having like, I know you're not supposed to drink alone, but I love... I like not having to entertain. So I think I'm naturally chatty. I like to laugh. I like to mess around. I definitely like to entertain. I like to tell stories. But then there's a part of me that's like, I don't want to entertain people. I don't want to be funny. I don't want to make sure everybody's comfortable. So I don't know about how much time I like to spend alone. And this is why like a conversation like this is so valuable from a self-reflection point of view, kind of regardless of whether you're partnered or not. Because I think just from this super brief conversation, maybe I want more time alone than I realize and I just don't carve it out. So I think that's something for for me to reflect on a little. Because I can't pick a number. I'm like, I, I don't ever have time alone is how I feel. <laughs> I feel like I'm never by myself. I feel when I get up first thing in the morning and I'm having a coffee, reading the paper, that's time I get to spend alone. Actually, maybe the amount of time I spend alone is a lot more than I 
I really think about, but I, I can spend an hour and a half alone in the mornings easily. And then, you know, even another hour in the evening, just, I, I find it just helps me collect my thoughts. You know, it's, it's interesting because one thing I like is when we're in the same room, but we're not talking. Like, no, like I love not talking to you. I love when you're there and just not saying anything. Yeah, it. I like you in body, but not in spirit. Well, no. it's funny because you were saying that, you know, all these things that you enjoy doing with other people, laughing and interesting. I'm like, I could do all that on my own. <laughs> I am hilarious. No, I like sitting in silence and just knowing that you're there. So if I'm on one side of the couch working or on my phone or you're or, like, I do the spelling bee and the crossword, right? So I'm your dog. The quiet comfort of a dog in the room. I, and you know what? I'm cool with that because yeah. I love a dog. Well, when I think about people I admire, so my cousins, uh, Mike. Mike is my cousin. He's married to Denise. Their daughter and son are Annabella and Matt. And uh, Denise and Annabella were on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. We, we rebooted the podcast from last year, so you might remember them. But they're people that I really look up to and admire because they're so much older than me. No, just kidding. <laughs> Mike is, though. Is he 12 years older than me? I yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he, they're older than me, but it, I just look up to them because they are uh, fulfilled people and kind people and gracious people. Thoughtful. Thoughtful. Oh, so thoughtful, and they have such a nice marriage. Like at some point, when everything calms down, we have to get Mike and Denise on the podcast because they have such a nice marriage. He is like, how did you describe him? He's an acts of service person for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's just probably one of the more thoughtful people. I feel like he takes a lot of time to reflect on what's important. And not just to him, but to the people around him. Like, he genuinely cares about creating experience. Mm -hmm. um, and, and emotional and, connection. And, and, and connections mm -hmm. and routines and things that I, I feel like he can reflect back on in at any point in time and say, this was great and I've documented it. We created something. So... I mean, th thoughtful, sincere are two words that definitely come to yeah, mind. We got to get them on the podcast. And she's just like, honestly, the most lovely person ever. Like, you can't imagine a more lovely person. I think person. she's the nicest person I've ever met. <laughs> Seriously. Like... But one thing I notice about them is that they have this lovely marriage, two really great grown-up kids. Um, they work together. She's the CEO of this massive family company. Or COO. Sorry, COO. And, uh, sorry, Thalia. <laughs> is still CEO, but uh, they'll sit in silence a lot and like we'll sit with them in the room and we're all just scrolling on our phones and so happy to be there. And I think people would look in from the outside and say, oh, look how technology has destroyed these relationships. They're not even talking, but you don't always have to be talking. And so that's a part of my quality time is just the closeness that we share, like the comfort, knowing that any moment I can open a conversation with you, but also feeling no pressure to do that. So I don't know if I skirted the question, but it's definitely something that requires more reflection on my part about when do I want to spend time alone? How much do I want to spend? And I know why. I just love being alone, but I never do it. I never do it. Okay, so moving through some of the other questions, how much time... I'm going to skip over... Actually, no, we should do friends. We're not going to get through all of this, folks, so we're going to recap the questions at the end. They're also in the show notes, but we're going to do a few ourselves. Let's not skip anything. So how much time do you want to spend with friends and how, why is spending time with friends important to you? I don't spend a lot of time with friends and I hate to admit it's not as important to me. Why do you hate to admit that? I don't, I mean, I think because socially that's looked upon 
as, as a negative, right? Like it's not something that I think a lot of people, so I enjoy spending time with my friends, but it's not something that I, I feel right now I need to prioritize. So maybe that will be different in a year or a month or, mm-hmm. or two years. But right now I enjoy spending time with the people that I have chosen to spend time with. And I guess those are, like, those are my friends, but they also, some of them are classified as family. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the other friends that I have, it's not as much of a priority for me. Well, that's a great point because so many of us have chosen family. So many of us choose our family as friends, right? Like my family is massive and never ending and there's nowhere I can go where there isn't a cousin. And so, as my mom said, we pick, choose and refuse with whom we actually, you know, cultivate more meaningful, closer, more intimate bonds. And so, yeah, my cousins are some of my they're my family but they're also I guess my closest friends so there definitely is some overlap here Mm -hmm. agreed um the reason I separated them is because you know in some of our cultures family is held in a different way agreed right and so for me spending time with friends is important um I don't like to spend I don't know like again these are really hard questions for me so I don't like to spend too too long with people (laughs) like I don't I don't um, want days and days and days on end that doesn't mean that there aren't some friends that I like to see every day like I have one close friend who lives very close to me and if we could get together for a walk every day we would and I don't grow tired of her we tired of her we have so much to talk about we have so many shared values and you know struggles to overcome together I also really value chatting with friends via text and I know that that seems weird to people And you'll hear therapists say that like text lacks tone and nuance. But for those of us who maybe think differently or have some sort of neurodivergence, um, that can be something that is helpful to us. Like I love texting. (laughs) I love long texting. I don't love texting for work necessarily, like back and forth and back and forth. But with friends, I love catching up via text without the pressure to be on a call, without the pressure to at this moment in time be in person. And um, I can't pick an amount of time. I definitely want to be in touch with friends every day. And it's important to me because I just have all these different types of relationships. Like I have one type with you and I don't want to say type, sorry. It's just different. Like the things we talk about are different. I have more shared identity with this one close friend of mine. Like we have, we share a lot in common. What's interesting to me about your friendships is that I like when you spend time with your friends. I like when you're hanging out with your friends. I mean, I still regard them as you know my friends too. I mean, I'm friendly with them. No, of course they consider you a friend. Yeah, I'm just saying that you're the, you're the primary uh, connection in that relationship. But I enjoy when your friends pop over. I feel like it gives me a chance to interact with them. But I also, I can pull back. So it's like you have somebody to interact with. I can engage for a little bit and then I can step away if I want it. It's a weird dynamic. It's an interesting dynamic for me because I'm just reflecting on it right now. And that friend might come over. You might have a glass of wine with them. I get to chat for a few minutes or however long. About and then, crypto. Uh, yeah, about, about <laughs> blockchain. No, and then I can step away and come back and, and kind of go back and forth. So it gives me that flexibility too. Do you feel pressure to like engage with me or entertain me? stimulate um, me in some way sometimes mm-hmm. I, I think if we go if, if we if we go away for instance when we're in jamaica at, at this one particular spot you love just you are and again you use the word frenetic i think you're just you have a lot of energy you love and i i don't have i think as much energy as you do in that well, respect I am, so, i'm hyperactive 
Okay. Like I would be defined as hyperactive. So it's kind of like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I, I'm, I'm like, I would love to just have a coffee and sit down for 30 minutes. And I'm like, do you minutes. want to go see if there's an octopus? Do you want to go look for an octopus? Hey, look, the there's a squirrel. Room? Hey, <laughs> there's, there's no squirrels. There's a turtle. There's a, you know, but um, interesting when you start really thinking about these questions, it's interesting what you, what you come up with about your own relationships and how you feel. Tell me this. Do my friends relieve you? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you feel a sense of relief that, like, I enjoy someone when, is entertaining me? I enjoy what, yeah, I mean, a little bit, but I also en- distracting me. I so also enjoy when your friends come over. I mean, it's boisterous, it's fun, it, there's a great energy, there's laughter, there's all of these things. We're loud AF. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but you know what? It's good times. I like it. Um, I don't, I think a part of it is I don't like the pressure of being around friends and feeling like we have to replicate or create that. I think you like being on the periphery. Is that a fair thing to say? Yes, very much. Like you like it, the in and out. And we laugh at it. We make fun of it. Like we joke about it. And I, I'll tell you, I actually love that about the way you interact with my friends. Like I love that if we decide to go on a walk, you might join us. Uh, you might not. You might join us for a bit and then ditch us. You might chat with us a bit and then walk behind us and listen to a podcast because we'll go for long walks. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, can't wait for the time where we can do things other than long walks. But <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Uh, so you can tell from this conversation that I think it's it's very open-ended. It can go in different directions. It's not a one-shot deal. Uh, the next question is about family. How much time do you want to spend with family? And of course, we have to define who we want to spend time with in our family because I might want to spend time with one sibling and not another sibling or one cousin and not another cousin. Or I might have the type of relationship, like I can say, for example, with my cousin's Mike, Denise, Anna, Matt, and I have to clarify, Denise isn't a blood cousin because my cousin didn't marry my cousin, but I call her my cousin. <laughs> She's my cousin-in-law. I can spend long periods of time. Like we live in the same space oftentimes um, and we do our own thing and they're very low pressure. They're very easygoing. And then there might be other family members where I need a little bit more space or have to ask for a little bit more flexibility so this is a, I don't know if you even want to talk about this publicly. And like, I don't want you to feel any pressure. How much time do you want to spend with family? Do you want to group my family, your family? Do you want to separate it? Yeah, I think it depends on who the family member is, as you had said. I think that there's some family who I've just completely cut out of my life. And uh, they're not necessarily immediate family, but I don't see them anymore. And that's a decision that I've made. Was it conscious? Uh, I think it wasn't at first, but I think it became a conscious decision. If I if I were to have to make a decision now, it's it's a conscious decision. And again, it's not necessarily everyone; it's specific people. But you know, I I'm okay with that. Um, when it comes to how much time do I want to spend with family, I couldn't give you an exact amount. I'd have to think about that because our schedules are so. Um, so busy at at sometimes and when we're when we're traveling and we're doing our thing i would love to spend more time with certain people and i'd love for them to come but i know that isn't always feasible so i think the situation the context matters as well but there just isn't a focus where i'm like i need to spend x amount of time with family a week to kind of fill the bucket of of fulfillment yeah, it's interesting that you seem to be um, thinking about like quantitative, like I want this much time and mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking more for myself. There's no wrong way or right way. In fact, I think quantitative can be really useful, especially when there's tension and conflict around how we spend our time. I just think I want to spend lots of time with family 
don't mm-hmm. know what that means. Like, I don't know in hours or in days or in months, but I know that prioritizing time with family is super important to me. Uh, and it varies from person to person. I'll admit that, you know, being Chinese Jamaican, I have, I do experience a sense of obligation, even with family members that maybe don't always bring me joy <laughs> or peace. Um, I'm not saying they don't bring me any joy or peace, but, you know, family members that might be a little bit more draining for me, I still feel a sense of obligation. But the ones who bring me joy and comfort and almost serenity, like I just, I want to prioritize that so much, not just for me, but for, for the two of us. Like I love when we go spend time with certain people who make us feel great, mm-hmm. right? Who, who are inspiring in some ways, who, whom we admire. Vacations for me, listen, I love, like if we're in a city, I want to be with you because we like to like rush around and do our thing and keep it open and just wander. But I, I like spending time with family on vacations. Like that's something I like with separate rooms. <laughs> In oh, some yeah. cases, it's like literally separate structures. Separate <laughs> <laughs> no, not hotels. And that's the other thing. I like traveling with family who, and I'm very lucky to get to travel with family, who do their own thing, right? Like, so when we travel with my mom and my stepdad, for example, if they get up before us, they're not like waiting for us to go to breakfast. They're not or waiting. making anybody feel bad for not getting up at the at the same time. No, never. No. And it's the same thing with Mike, Denise, Anna, Matt. Like they're not gonna, like for example, if we're busy working, they're not gonna worry about waiting for us to go for lunch. They're gonna do what feels right. Uh, they just, I don't know. It's clear I want to be like them. <laughs> <laughs> so my answer to that is that I want lots of time with family because they're important to me, and so many of them bring me so much joy. Um, it, you know, we're kind of lucky in that we're on the same page with different people, mm-hmm. right? Like the ones I like, you like, the ones I love, you love, the ones I limit my time with, you would limit your time with. <laughs> um, and that's the other thing I think that's it's such an important piece for me is that there's no single way to have a happy relationship with someone. Like you can have a really functional, caring, supportive relationship with one person looks totally different than a happy, functional, supportive relationship with other people. Like I know with some people, I just need to limit my time, not because I don't love them, not because I don't enjoy their company, but just because, you know, certain things can feel like too much after a given period of time. Okay, uh, I I know we can't get through this whole thing, but um, this one I think is important. Are you happy with the time we spend together? Would you like more or less? I feel like we might have talked about this recently, but I can't remember. We have so many conversations. I'm happy with the time that we spend together. Not always. I mean, each day isn't the epitome of happiness in terms of how how we spend our time together because some days you're busy. But generally speaking, overall, yes, I'm happy. What was that? There was a second part to that question, wasn't there? Do you want more or less time together? I always want more time together when we're enjoying our time together. Does that make any sense? Sorry. Spoken like a true Spoken politician. Like a true, yes, exactly. No, what I mean is when we're feeling good, when we're relaxed, when we're enjoying our time together, then of course I want more of it. When I, if it's a if it's a work day and I've got things to do, it's not that I don't want to spend time with you. It's just that I also need to attend to some of those other things. So um, generally speaking, yes, I'd like more time. I'd like to also focus our time to be more... Um, what am I trying to say? Like, I'd, I'd like to have, I, I just have things I need to work on in terms of organizing and planning events and doing things. So I think if I could shift my time a little bit more to be more effective in that way, 
then I think we'd enjoy our time together even more. So was that super political? Did that make any sense? I'm not sure I fully understand. Um, are you saying you need more time generally to split? Like, no, <laughs> Always? No, because yes. I think a good question that might be missing from this list that is actually on one of my other exercises is like, how do you feel about your allocation of time between all the things in your life, whether it be uh, partners, family, other loved ones, friends, work, leisure, self-development, like whatever it is you value. Like I know for me, for example, I feel like there's not enough time. And that's something I have to do something about. Like I can't create more time. I don't have less time than other people. And so I know I need to just split my time better. Maybe I didn't understand exactly what you're saying. No, I think I did a really poor job of trying to explain. So yes, I do want more time. I think the time that we do spend together, I'd like it to be more, I'd like it to be uh, better spent. Like I don't want mm. to be spending it doing a chore together mm -hmm. or something where it's an ob it's something obligatory. Mm -hmm. I want it to be, you know, when we're dedicating time to spend together, quality time, I want it to be fun. I want to really enjoy that time that we spend as opposed to, okay, we're together. Let's go do groceries because we need to. And then let's clean, you know, the, the kitchen. Toilet yeah, the toilet together. The toilet. No. So maybe that's what I'm trying to say. And I completely agree with you. I, I always feel like I'm running short on time, but these are decisions that I make and I mm -hmm. have to learn to, uh, you, you, there's a, everything comes with a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So I just have to accept that if I'm going to sacrifice in one area to give to another, that the sacrifice, I have to be okay with that sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And you get to choose it. I think what I'm hearing from you is you want quality focused as opposed to just quantity focused. Yes, I would agree. Okay. For sure. So, and you kind of defined quality time a little. I think that's a really important question. You said like quality time is fun. It's joyful. What else, what constitutes quality time for you? Quality time is, you know, where I'm feeling relaxed. It doesn't mean that I have to be lying down relaxed. It's just like I'm in a good headspace mentally. I feel good physically. Um, so, I, I mean, I enjoy being physically active. So that could be, you know, us going and throwing the frisbee or, or you going on a walk doing something like that doing a push-up you know you're doing your workout a push-up it's a brag <laughs> it's a brag cool brag girl cool brag you lift bro <laughs> um so yeah i mean i think that's that's kind of where i'm at how about you how do you feel about this about the the time that we spend together more or less so definitely quality time for me is when we're connecting for me it's usually around conversations like when we get into like a groove where we're just, I don't know, having an interesting conversation, not just talking about the everyday stuff, but talking about mm. something like exciting or meaningful or even challenging or talking about current events. Like I've seen a big shift in you over the last, I don't know how long ago, three years or so, where you read a lot more. Uh, and, you know, you read the paper, like you're always reading the paper. And I, I find that there's more things to talk about with you now. And then some of the issues that I'm really passionate about and emotional about and struggle with in the world, like global issues, political issues, identity-based and oppression-based issues. I feel like a long time ago, I'd be talking about them and you'd listen. But now, because you've done so much of your own work and read, not work, but research, I feel like you can engage with me in an interesting way. And so quality time for me is often when like we have these engaging conversations. Like to me, this is quality time. Is it our regular quality time? No, like I want to acknowledge that we've got a microphone here. <laughs> and so I don't know that I'm letting loose a hundred percent, right? They always say like, oh, you need to be yourself. You need to be authentic. Like there's still a piece of me that's thoughtful about the fact that we're not all alone. 
I joke around about these conversations and taking so much out of these podcasts, but every time we're having these conversations, I feel like we're, we're creating this foundation and we're continuing to build upon this foundation that makes this relationship even better. And I agree that some of my favorite conversations, some of the ones I look forward to the most are where we're walking and we're talking Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. what we're working on and some big goals and some big dreams and or problem solving even is fun. Yeah, no, I really, really, I look forward to those. And those conversations we've had walking on a beach, we've had them walking through a city, we've had them walking through the park in our neighborhood. Walking through Cabbage Town, which oh is the gosh. neighborhood right above us in Toronto, 8,000 times during the pandemic. <laughs> Listen, Cabbage Town is great, but I'm ready for a new walk. Yeah, you know, we unfortunately we can't get through all of these questions. Um, maybe we'll go with the last one, which is, hmm, let's go with what can we do? to improve the quality of our time together the first thing that comes to mind is just turning off my devices Mm -hmm. so if i'm not being distracted by something else i find that the time i spend the conversations that we have i'm just i'm focused in on them i'm focused in on whatever it is we're discussing and brandon needs to turn off his no just kidding me too no me too for (laughs) sure this year over the holidays i made a concerted effort to turn off my phone and not take it with me other than the two times during the day that i agreed that i i had an auto response on that i would respond to messages and it changed how i felt and it was hard i had this gravitational pull back to my device throughout the day where i just wanted to check something i'm just going to do this or that but i I, I took the time to just sit there like I was we were we were away and I was sitting on a chair not not staring at a wall beautiful landscape and just breathing or just listening or looking or doing anything and it really did help me recenter and also when you came around because you didn't engage in the same thing that I was engaging with because that's this was a personal decision I, I felt like I had things that I wanted to talk to you about which was great because I, I there were things that I wanted to, to discuss Yeah, you know, we had an episode recently on technoference and how to have a similar conversation to this one we're having right now about time, but specifically around the use of technology. I don't know if you remember that conversation. And that actually brings me to how I wanted to close out with a couple of, you know, tips for resolving problems or, or, no, I guess for dealing with time, like some time hacks. And Mm -hmm. one is if you want more quality time, put your phones away. Definitely. One thing I was trying before was to stay off my phone in the car because you're driving and mm-hmm. then I'll just be on my phone and you'll try and talk no, to me. No, it's okay. I'll just go on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Listen, in Florida, I'm pretty sure you're allowed yeah, to text yeah. and drive. I don't know if that's true, but I see lots of people texting and driving. Uh, so one is to put your phones away. Um, number two is if you are going to spend time apart, we didn't really talk too much about spending time apart. I think we could do a full episode on how to deal when one person wants more time together and the other wants more time apart and how you really navigate that conversation. Uh, But if you are going to be spending time apart, like for example, when I go back to travel, which I really look forward to, make sure you spend quality time together before you split up. So if you are going to be moving apart, make sure that that time together really counts. And you were always really good about this. Like when I was traveling, you'd always take the night off before and make sure that you didn't have stuff to do and spend it with me and you'd always take me to the airport. Uh, With sex for time, because this is like, this all relates to sex because people say they don't have enough time or energy for sex. Uh, My advice from my experience is squeeze it in when you can. Like make it a game. Instead of complaining about how little time you have, find ways to sneak it in. Just squeeze it in. Just 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 shove it in Just come on. Just put it in there. I was gonna drop something. And then the other (laughs) thing is if you feel that you're disconnected 
rather than say, and, and you're actually apart, don't text your calls. See if you can like video calls so that you can look into each other's eyes. This is if you're spending time apart. Uh, and then also make sure that you have time on your own, right? Like we have all this evidence showing that, you know, self-expansion theory suggests that couples are happiest when they give each other space to grow. So I think this conversation is really laying the groundwork for how can we make sure that we have time together? How can we make sure that we have time apart? And also, how can we make sure that we have time alone if you want time alone? Uh, and so, yeah, I hope people will kind of use this conversation even as a starting point. Like I'll re recap the questions really quickly. Uh, and again, they'll be in the show notes. But at the same time, you don't have to follow them to a T. We didn't because we just went off on a tangent. But once again, how much time do you like to spend alone and why? How much time do you like to spend with friends and why is that important to you? How much time do you like to spend with family and why is it important to you? Are you happy with the amount of time we spend together? Should we spend more or less? Would you like to spend any of our time together differently? What benefits do you attach to spending time apart? What do you see as the greatest impediment to spending quality time together? How can we address this? What can we do right now to improve the quality of our time together? Uh, how did your family spend time together when you were younger or how, you know, even now? Uh, what might you change if you could do it again? What is your definition of quality time? And do you have any experiences from other or previous relationships that can help me to understand how you feel about how we allocate, allocate time together and apart? So basically, what baggage are you bringing in? What are your triggers? <laughs> we, all, we all have them, right? Yeah. Um, and I think the reason we do this discussion, the reason we talk about time is not only as kind of a preventative approach to conflict related to a lack of time resources, but also so that we understand where our partner is coming from and we don't internalize and tell ourselves stories, right? So if you want, I don't know, a weekend away with friends, I don't tell myself the story that, oh, I'm not as much fun. He'd rather be with his friends. He's looking to escape. You know, if we're having these conversations as part of our kind of regular interaction, we're less likely to tell ourselves these stories that can feel globalizing or catastrophizing or just generally damaging to the relationship. So... That took more time than I intended. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was great, as always. I mean, these questions are, are just jumping off points, Brennan's right? Brennan's my hype man. He's like, this is great. I'm ready it is so great. much. You're my hype man. <laughs> Folks, thank you for, for listening. It does always feel, I guess, vulnerable and a bit scary. Like, if I'm just talking about, you know, studies or tips or and stuff like that, it feels kind of easy because that's my job. But... Uh, talking about our own stuff always feels a little vulnerable even though it's you know I don't think it's the deepest stuff ever or scary stuff but it feels scary anyhow putting yourself out there just being on a podcast let me tell you is, is scary for folks who, who don't do it I know there are mm -hmm. lots of other podcasters yeah. who listen so thank you to you thank you to all of you for joining us please do check out adamandeve.com using code Dr. Jess to save 50% off almost any single item plus free shipping and a few free goodies adamandeve.com Appreciate you being here, babe. I appreciate these conversations, as always. Thank you, folks. Have a great one. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life. Improve your life.